tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. B-I-N-G-O. Some news that'll make you want to look over your shoulder. Eh, it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. And Bingo was his name. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. We're live, we're excited, it's good to see you. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about tips and tricks. We're going to mm-hmm. be talking about gaming news. And tonight it's different because Hunter Venable is going to be providing us the news of the week. That's right. Yeah. Clint knows just how to stick it to Hunter. How do I think like that's Hunter's favorite segment. <laughs> Clinton. I just don't think it is. No, I think he I enjoys know. other Clinton. segments a lot more. Clinton, I, I kind of look at it as he's finally releasing his baby because I feel like Clinton's always oh, just been so like, true. you know. He's kind of the news guy. always what he does. He, yeah. It's like yeah. me and Ryan get the, the report every week, and guess what Clinton's doing? Game news. Right. Which is kind of yeah. weird because if you're already the most boring, you really probably shouldn't be the guy bringing news. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hey. Wow. Shots fired right in the beginning of the podcast. Hey, it's a good thing I have thick skin, you know. So we're good. I'm not going to take yep. it personal because yep. we all know. Your skin know. didn't used to be as thick, but your daughter has toughened you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All yep. the time. Thick skin. I'm always thick, getting told monotone. what to do. Around. Monotone. <laughs> monotone. Jeez. It's a, tough, it's a tough crowd tonight, guys. Man. Oh, my gosh. Well, we love you, you, you know what? I love them. They love me. All your flaws. Yep. Yeah. This is what friends do. We we pick on each other. And if we didn't, it would be a boring show. You know? If we were all just, oh, very nice. And hey, how you doing there? This, this isn't reality. You know what I mean? Hey, you're triggering the nice people. I'm sorry. People yeah. that think that is reality, you just trigger them. <laughs> yeah, the the one speck of people out there who did enjoy your voice don't like you anyway. Okay, I got yeah, you. I got it's you. over now. Oh, my fan base just plummeted. <laughs> That's a, that's okay. It dropped a hundred percent. You lost one listener. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, tonight, uh, I will be providing. It's going to be kind of a. I put it under the review section because I am going to give somewhat of a review of both games. But, yeah, it's a review. Yeah, I'm comparing um, classic World of Warcraft to retail World of Warcraft, and um, it's going to be from my perspective and my opinion. So, for those of you. Um, wow fans out there if you don't like my opinion well you can email me that's fine but uh i feel like i've played the game enough on both both sides that i can give a pretty good uh comparison especially as someone that hasn't played either version of the game um so i think it'll be a good a good uh informational segment so Mm -hmm. yep and ryan's gonna be like i said bringing us some tips and tricks but uh yes I was halfway listening to him earlier, so I don't even remember what he's going over game-wise. But It'll be good. Going, he's going over something for you. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two somethings, Two to be somethings. exact. Oh. With multiple somethings within each something. Mm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things are getting deep. Oh, boy. It's going to get wild. I think to start off, we're just going to go ahead and roll into the news and let Hunter just get that monkey off his back because I can tell right. he's stressed about it. 
I let's do it. Then I can watch <laughs> He's the rest of it. <laughs> then, we, then I can watch the rest of the NFL game on my phone. There you go. Uh-huh. That's that's what yeah. a podcaster does. Just set your phone right where the camera is, so at least feels like you're still looking at it and everything. I'll yeah. be over here, and you guys will be watching. Uh-huh. I'll be like, like yeah. dang, he's so he's so excited. He's so into uh-huh. it. Uh, Say something real boring, and he's just over there. Oh, 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 bro, oh, bro. Kamara dropped the ball. <laughs> what happened? I love classic, bro. I mean, you should get me amped up on classic. Wow. <laughs> do it all right so i got a couple uh stories here for you guys today most of my stuff now i'll say all my stuff tonight's coming off of GameSpot. so mm-hmm. if you go on there check out for the latest news it's one of our favorite places our favorite mm-hmm. sources to get news so um starting out on the low note the lowest note i have uh in the negatives but um everything else is kind of cool kind of different um okay gears five had a little bit of a rocky start on their launch um oh really uh, really? Yeah, and it's being worked on. But Gears okay. uh, has been experiencing server and stability issues since its early I saw that on launch. some posts online. Okay. Yeah, with okay. users seeing frequent disconnects and missing content, developers say that it's working to resolve the problem. Uh, hmm. Gears 5 unlocked for Ultimate Edition owners and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers on September 5th a few days of its or its official release, which was September 10th. Mm. Um, since this is an early access release, the game has been experiencing a number of issues, including long searches for connect and connection errors. Uh. Players are even getting kicked off of the campaign and missing mm. Ultimate Edition content and more. Oh, um, I guess since you're getting rough. a big name like that for free, I didn't realize that that was an early access for free. And so that actually, you know, that's the time to work those things out. From what I understand, they've really pushed boundaries on the size of the map, the size of the missions. Mm -hmm. We talked about that last time. So maybe that's an instability The graphics of the game. Yeah, I think it's probably just they're reaching pretty far compared to their predecessors. Yeah. So it's probably a good idea for them to do that. They tested multiplayer ahead of time, too, which was probably a good idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wonder how how busy their servers are, too, if they have a lot of big influx. But you said the searching queues were kind of taking a while. Yeah, so that and the campaign be too. Issue. Hmm. The campaign's messing up, and there's stuff that they're missing on the uh, um, ultimate edition content and stuff. But uh, Coalition, in a series of tweets, has confirmed that it is aware of all the issues that the players are bringing to them. Uh, one solution that Coalition has recommended, especially regarding the missing ultimate edition content, because mm-hmm. you got to know that those fans are not happy. Oh yeah. Oh no. Um, that's the extra pay tag. Well, I mean, pay, pay even, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, paying for something. That I paid getting. 90 instead of 60. I better get my special loot. My special That's spirit. right. Yeah. But one one thing they recommended for that problem is rebooting the game and even hard resetting your device. Oh, okay. uh, doing both should resolve in connectivity issues and award the bonus content. So, mm. um, you heard you know, it here it, first, guys, right after you heard it at GameSpot. Yep. Hey, (laughs) so they got to get it fixed by tomorrow because tomorrow would be the official release. It's the real launch. Yeah, Uh, people are going to lose their mind if it's (laughs) not. You know what I mean? This is just. I'm sure they're only got about a. Right? Yeah, well, not just Xbox. Who else was it you said? Yeah, I think PC has it right now, too. Right. 
if you had a certain pass. But yeah, getting... still, I bet it's it's probably a pretty small portion of their overall uh, gaming group they're gonna have as of tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's right. Get it licked. Get it licked. Uh, so, that if you're having issues with that, um, like I said, try to try to. Uh, There's so many good gaming. games coming out right now that, to be honest, doing the show has almost got me depressed a little bit a couple times. <laughs> Because this is the free time you have, right? Oh my gosh! This yeah, like literally, right time. now. I, I usually I'm not working at all this whole month. I'm just off. Yeah, and enjoying it to be working as much as I am right now, and all these good games coming out because September's always loaded. Yeah. every year yep. September's loaded with games. Yep, and it it's the usually fall. the time I kind of get some and catch up on stuff, veg out, and instead I'm working all day and then playing Minecraft with my daughter, which is fun. Cause, but it's the only time I have to spend with her. Right. So at night, that's the kind of stuff I'm doing right now. But yeah, so every time we I talk noticed. about a game, like we're talking about this game, and there's like literally four or five other games that I'm like fully that's amped about yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And nothing against Minecraft, but I notice after you play Minecraft for a certain amount of time, especially the older ones, your eyes start to do this. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Cross. No, not not really, but it makes I thought you meant during the game. Like I, I didn't that... think you meant like permanently. No, I... no, 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 no. Like personally, I, it makes my head hurt gotcha. sometimes. I oh, does it? The... Gotcha. I thought you were trying to say something about Ryan's current appearance, and I was like, "No, that's yeah." Like I thought you were looks. too. What are you trying to say, man? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. That was funnier on the live stream. If you guys have listened to the podcast, yeah, my eyes he were crossed his eyes. So yeah, yeah. it's a talent. So, I learned what I was saying. <laughs> if you have an issue here, the only thing, the positive thing about that, Ryan, is that you may be able to save some money on those games, but. Because the time you get around yeah. to buying them, they'll be a True. little cheaper. And the other good thing but is, but you're right we're about the Minecraft not... thing. Because my daughter, she plays a lot, and that's the one thing she says. Uh, yeah. Is dad, I'm gonna have to take a break because it's making my eyes hurt. That's. I'm like, hey, yeah. yeah. At least you recognize it. It's probably because it. it's a 136 inch screen. My daughter's over here Plugs. on my phone trying to watch the little show, and her eyes are going cross-eyed, and she doesn't want to give it yeah. up. I'm like, <laughs> listen, kid, give me the phone. Ugh. Kids. Do you guys see? We this is completely irrelevant. But um, and it's gonna be quick. Did you see that article saying that because kids are staring at the phone all the times, they're growing little like horn hooks on their neck or something like that in no. their bone structure? Oh, from yeah, their head being down. Spurs. Oh, burn spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bone you spurs, will. Little yeah. hooks. Yeah. That's crazy. I believe that. I and believe that. People gonna, have some issues like that. They're gonna get it eventually. Meh. Right. Why not? <laughs> well, you gotta. All you gotta do is, kids, is so put, their, the whole put their screen up on a bigger stand. Get them yeah. a little tripod yeah. stand. Let them watch with their neck up like this. Yeah. Be like hey. that one guy that had the little phone deal. Remember the little phone dealy boppers that I yeah. thought was for sale? Well, that one was definitely the look down, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it had a little Anyways. extension that came up, it'd be sweet. Yeah. No hands Ryan. at all. Just... <laughs> Those nails are flossy, bro. You need to be flashing this as oh, yeah. you can. Check them out. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good dad right there. For They're the kind of wearing down, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, in the audio podcast, he's got uh, colored nails right now. Some painted yeah. nails. Yep. Looking he's good, good son. Dad. So, anyways, let's move on. Uh, all those rabbit trails, uh, but that's cool. I love yeah. talking rando with you guys. So, oh, yeah. uh, moving on to Dying Light. Um, have Ooh. you guys ever played Dying Light? No, but I've seen I lots of footage of it, and it looks good. So, me and Chase, my younger brother, got hyped when the first game came out because it yeah. looked so good, and it was. But it was almost like it's very much kind of like Dead Island, right? I mean, it's kind of yes. the same style. It's almost like there's so much out there. When it came out, at least, there's so much in it and not enough direction. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. mind-numbing, like, where right. do I go? What am I doing? You die so many times trying to go here to there that it's like, this is ridiculous. But anyways, yeah. 
Okay. So it was good. It was mixed for me. I loved it. But at the same time, it was just kind of like, eh, it's, it's hard to get into sometimes. But yeah. Dying Light 2, um, the world is four times bigger than the previous game. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Four times bigger. It says four times the size, four times the zombies. Ooh. Um, oh, so four times the amount of zombies. That's cool. Well, I think they're just saying because the map's larger. Because there's, there's more zombies. space. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying give me four times the zombies. Just you right. wouldn't want four. Yeah. You wouldn't want four times the space in the same amount of zombies. That'd be kind of boring. Yeah, it would be. Right. Um, Dying Light took place in a fictional Middle Eastern city of Haran, the first mm-hmm. one. The sun-soaked streets um, and dilip- dilapidated buildings made up a sprawling pr- playground, and was split into two distinct zones. Since using parkour to get around and climbing and jumping mm-hmm. and generally doing anything to avoid zombie hordes was the only way to travel the city, it looked a lot bigger than it was. Okay. Um, in Dying Light 2, however, the sequel is in a fictional European metropolis, and it is four times larger than all of the maps in the predecessor combined, including okay. the following DLC's expansion Farmland. We are witnessing a lot of changes in the technology side, um, said the technical uh, technology officer. Excuse me, I'm tongue-tied right now. I'm sorry. In an interview, um, he talked about different technologies they've added into this new game. Mm-hmm. Um, one being that streaming is allowing them to make bigger maps. Um, okay. I'm guessing that's because... You know, streaming technology allows us to make really huge worlds, is what he said. Yeah, he means he's using some of the some cloud-based performance. Some of the tech mm-hmm. is yeah, streaming mm-hmm. it to the levels or whatever. Yep. Yeah, cool. and so uh, beyond just uh, uh, how big the map is, it says on top of the sheer br- uh, like gir- like ginormous yeah. map on top mm-hmm. of that dying gigantic. light. Uh, yeah, gi- gigantic. Yeah, gigantic. Um, Dying Light 2 will also be implementing ray tracing tech too. Mm, this is okay. like the holy grail in computer graphics. Um, beyond this, Dying Light 2 will have a large emphasis on the story and the choices you make. Um, he went on to talk a m- little bit more in the video I watched about the ray Yeah, that's uh, the kind of tech. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of graphics makes, they're like, doing in that game we were just talking about. What is that? With, yeah. uh, with Keanu. That's oh, making Cyberpunk. the graphics, yeah, yeah. yeah Cyberpunk. That's making the graphics that so great in that. It's that same technology. He said that cinematics will look close to movie, movie wow. and stuff That's like crazy. that. So, um, in that collaboration, they're using that kind of technology. They're also um, really focusing on the decisions you make in this new one and how it will change the effects of uh, your story further down the line. Okay, um, I like that. Yeah. That's that works really well with a zombie apocalypse too, because mm-hmm. they can put you in situations where you have to make those split decisions, mm-hmm. um, like who you save and what you do. So, I think and that would dying right. dying daylight is it is it uh, like when we played, uh, what's that one, Clint? Dead the island. island one you just mentioned, Dead Island. Dead Island. Uh-huh. Dead island I, ha- I enjoyed it a ton, but then it got repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you could upgrade your weapons and things like that. It was kind of just like a step up of the same thing, and then yeah. it would level out, and then step up of the same thing and level out. I played both of them, and I feel like Dying Light was much better than Dead Island. Okay, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there it definitely was repetitiveness. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. I, I think I, it's just kind of part of the package with those kind of games. Yeah, a little bit mm-hmm. 
from what I've seen, this one seems to be a little less repetitive because of the way the route they're taking on changing the right. storyline. Yeah. They're working with Chris uh, Avalon, who's known for his work in the Fallout 2 mm-hmm. okay. game and Prey and stuff like that. And they're collaborating so he's, with he's him. He's done some bigger budget stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah, it says this has been one of the biggest challenges for them because not only is... Um, uh, the storyline a changeable subject, but the map is too, uh, because the world combinations are a really huge number of possibilities. So mm-hmm. you can do things in the story that'll change your map. Um, and in this article, for instance, that's what I was just example. wondering when you said that. That sounds yeah. good. They said that um, in uh, let me see. It said, for example, Techland re- released. Um, a 26-minute gameplay video showcasing how in Dying Light's 2 map can change depending on the choices you make. Okay. After a player opts to turn on some water pumps, an underground city emerges from beneath the waves, giving you a new era or area to explore that also changes the directive of the narrative. So hmm. that's their biggest... That's what he said on this project. has been the biggest... Um, the hardest thing that they've they've been dealing with is just how big the map is and how it can mm-hmm. change. Okay. And so I uh, like that though, like to be yep, able to yeah, discover a whole area of a of a map because the one thing you did, right? Pretty sweet. It's it's pretty cool. It looks like, um, you know, I when I heard that they were doing a Dying Light two, I really wasn't interested. It didn't spark anything in me because mm-hmm. I remember the first one and it was cool for a couple of weeks, and then me and Chase kind of were like, hey, I'm not into that anymore. It's right. kind of right. the same way with Dead Island. Yeah, mm-hmm. same That's way Dead Island was like, for me. Yeah, yep. I think this we got to like level ten on it or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 12, I can't remember for sure. And once we made it to the new zone, we were just tired of just upgrading the same weapons. And mm-hmm. yep. there yep. was really no. They didn't have any special. They had big bosses, but they didn't have like special bosses like you did on Left 4 Dead, where it was like right. A team I heard base. Dead Island Two was better. They adjusted some of that, but I never tried it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really know. And that's what this developer said. He said he took a lot of feedback from the first one and kept the things that the players liked and then mm-hmm. moved forward on the other ones. And so uh, based on the videos and, and some of the articles I've seen on it, I think I would definitely give it a try. Yeah, so, that's cool. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That looks, yeah. that looks really cool. Uh, so moving on to our next article is on Borderlands 3, the review on, on how that's going so far. It's called Borderlands okay. 3, Looting and Shooting. Okay. So after Borderlands, the, this is kind of funny because we did we pray, the, 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 we were playing Borderlands 2, right? We weren't yeah. playing yeah. the prequel one. Right, right. right. So uh, I, didn't, I don't think I ever pl- played the prequel one, but they, they said it was kind of disappointing on this article. After Borderlands, the prequel, or the pre-sequel, a uh, disappointing spin-off release in 2014, Borderlands 3 is a welcome return mm-hmm. uh, to forum for the franchise. The game reunites fans with a core group of memorable characters from the first two games and developers... Excuse me. And develop... Uh, sorry. The two games and delivers the mayhem-heavy loot shooter experience that the series is known for. Mm-hmm. Borderlands 3 carries forward many of the things that made the first two games special, but is doing so or but in doing so it also brings with a few new a uh, few of the same stumbling blocks. There are noticeable improvements to the series formula uh, though as Borderlands 3 provides additional freedom in how you want to play. 
So, <laughs> kind of the review from what I've read this whole thing, I'm not going to read the whole thing out loud, mm -hmm. I already read it, um, is that they liked uh, that they kept to the story. Mm -hmm. um, they liked that they had the um, original characters in it and seeing how they developed and how their um, uh, how their stories are coming to an end, basically, is what it says. Okay. And um, But there is some stumbling blocks that they've had from the previous games. However, they do say that uh, Borderlands 3 pr provides more flexibility on developing and changing and customizing your character than any other game before. Um, okay. And that throughout this game, they have uh, kind of hinted that there's going to be quite a bit of, you know, like DLC stuff through it and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, but, yeah, kind of that natural, we're going to continuously update the game yeah. kind of stuff. That's good. So, yeah. like the so and because trauma. of that, it kind of said, you know, because you have so much freedom to build your character, it's pretty easy for both you and your friend playing uh, as the same character to have completely different play styles, even though you're the same character. Oh, that's character. good. Yeah, um, so there's a variety there. Yeah, and the freedom to build your own ideal loadout extends beyond your Vault Hunter's skill tree. So, okay. Okay. Um, Pretty cool. Uh, I saw some articles that there's some crazy new guns in the game that I have never oh, yeah. seen before, and I'm sure we could go through that at some point. It'd be fun, but um, it looks like a, a fun game, and if you're a Borderlands fan, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, so, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, uh, even, any of the Borderlands games that I've played, uh, and I haven't played the, the pre-sequel, uh, but they're... I don't think, I mean, I think even if they made some mistakes, it's a good game in itself, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, it started off good, didn't have a bunch of big flaws that they needed to fix. And so right. it's one of those games that's, it's fun to play with friends. It could get repetitive for sure by yourself, I think. Yeah. But with right. friends, that game's just a lot of fun for me. So, uh, and, and for me, one of the big things is seeing how good the graphics look. Because Borderlands has always had this, you know, it's cel-shaded. But it's always been the graphics are not phenomenal compared to anything of modern day. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. And the graphics on this new one, even though they stuck with cell shaded, which it's the game they need to. But uh, it is just they just look so good to me. Like mm -hmm, the little characters right. and the not just you, but your enemies in the game have so much more detail than they have before. And I was watching that just thinking, when I get that game, I'm really gonna even either need Shadow back. Or, you know, <laughs> I'm going to need a PlayStation 4. Or... Something's got to give. I got you. Because that game really makes me want to sit in my living room and play on the console. Like, yeah, real bad. Yeah. I want to go in it. there with some high graphics just and just play. Just sit there on your couch and yep. just let it yep. suck you in. Yeah. Yep. I don't blame you on that. Good. That is good. So, um, yeah, check it out. Borderlands. Sorry, I'm moving my, or my camera on accident. You're, you're okay. I'm moving Ryan right now because his screen for some reason going crazy today so check Love it, it out if you're, it's, if it's you're, only uh, ever ryan two hunters is like always just stable screen yep it's always it's because you guys put me on the bottom i guess so so um this next one is real short and easy it's about death stranding which has tons of news because i don't think people know what the heck's going on yeah um, <laughs> it's it's the one that with the baby that spirits that, yeah, there's uh, some weird previews. Did you guys go back and watch those videos after I talked to you guys about it? No, I tried to search the trailers for what they were talking about, and I couldn't find it. You're going to have to send it It's just so weird, something. man. I just feel oh, yeah. like 
I just feel like if you did drugs, if you were like on some like LSD or some trippy something or other, trying to play that, it's gonna really mess your brain up because it's already well, trippy. So you got to remember that it's coming out of Japan, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. And well, you know, me and you creep. love movies like that. Like yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. that's just like weird yeah, and twisted and what the freak are they talking about? And I'm so not, I like it when they bring that kind of stuff over to games. Yeah, and as I'm long not, as they do not, a good I'm job with saying, the story. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm going to say no. it's weird. It's really right. weird. And sometimes weird, weird can be good. scary. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah, definitely. For sure. So um, they've released a little bit saying that um, in one of the upcoming uh, Japanese, I don't know if it was, a, I don't have that pulled up right now, so you may have to correct me later, but... Um, I don't know if it's a Japanese game convention or what it was, but it coming up they're gonna release quite a bit of video on it and maybe that'll shed some light on where we're going. But I don't know thing. if I, I don't wanna see eighty minutes of video or whatever it was yeah. you said earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I don't wanna see that. Like that. Uh, it's gonna so, ruin the game. Right. So um, it says as we barrel towards Death Stranding November eighth launch on PS four, uh, game mm-hmm. uh, director Hito Kojima confirmed that the action exploration game will feature an additional difficulty mode specifically targeted at film enthusiasts. So basically what Mm. this is, is they're going to release a um, difficulty mode that's basically just like a movie mode. Like, you're walking through it, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And the subtitle for this is funny. It says, pop some popcorn and relax as Norman Reedus pees on mushrooms in Death Stranding. (laughs) So, um, you know, they've just... They beefed up their actors in this game and actresses, and so they kind of just um, wanted to let people walk through it, I guess, and enjoy it for right. what it is. He said it's a target for people who aren't necessarily into gaming but have been curious about this game, and um, mm. and then they can sit through. There's also uh, you know a normal mode and a hard mode for people who love the action shooter games. So, okay. Um, action game enthusiasts. So. It's, it's Dang, kind of now cool. I want a soda. Yeah, Sorry. Talk, only... Take a drink. <laughs> you need to quit that, Clinton. I know. That stuff's going to kill you. Um, it's so... actively killing me. What do you mean going to kill me? Yeah. So, anyways, you get the movie. The first game I've seen do this was uh, um, God of War. God of War had a story mode, basically, that was, uh, or a difficulty that was basically like, if you enjoy a good story, just click this, you know. Okay. Really? You walk through I didn't it, know that. So. Yeah, so it uh, seems, seems like games are going to start doing that more often, and it probably, like this, and more anticipated storyline games are the ones who are going to release it, obviously. Call no, I would never I would never like do that. that mode first. <laughs> yeah. Never. Because yeah. right. what if, you, you know, then it's going to ruin the whole game for me. I don't want to know yeah. everything. I want to let Hunter finish the story, but after this, remind me, I wanted to say something. No, go for it. I'm done. This is a short one. This is a short one. I'm done. That was basically it. I was just going to say, I watched a um, YouTube video, and forgive me, uh, I don't remember the creator that made the video, but he was going through and comparing, um, you know, the differences between games that don't have different difficulty modes and games that do, Mm -hmm. and basically kind of gives an analysis of his take on why games with difficulties make the game not as enjoyable. Um, Mm. And there were some examples that he gave of like the old Halo and how um, there were certain things within Halo, different difficulty levels that you would go through and play these enemies on the NPCs. They would do different things based on the difficulty level 
the problem was as you scaled up, they didn't do those same things that you could do in the previous difficulty level. Mm. And so he was given an example of how games can get boring because basically what they end up doing is making the game in five different segments, so to speak, right? rather than having this game that continually fluctuates with you and, um, you know, get, use all those skills, so to speak. Um, but anyway, it's pretty interesting. And he gave like the Super Mario 64 as an example of something that's difficult, but doesn't have difficulty levels to it. Right. Right. You know, but it has certain challenges and things that feeds that harder difficulty. Um, yeah. But anyway, it was really, really cool. Really something I never really, um, you know, thought about. And I'm sure this guy, I mean, the way he was talking, it sounds almost like he's probably into game design. So mm -hmm. I'm sure he looks at it from a different perspective than. Yeah, yeah. I always, does, but. I always thought that basically most games were made to play on. Like, if some of them have normal, right? But some of them mm -hmm. have, have have like a there's there's no easy or whatever. Like it's normal, hard, and then ultra or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always felt like whatever the middle one is is kind of what the game was to be built to be played on. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. because you can tell when you play in like epic mode or whatever it is. It's just so. It's hard. kind of. And it's and it's done in a way that it's hard just to be hard. It's not really right. They're like we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna smash your face here, right? But in all reality, so so I've always looked at that as that's an achievement hunter section. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. that's not how I'm gonna play through the game. I want to play right. that once I've beat the game and enjoyed it because they designed it this way. Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna go play this because imagine jumping on uh, expert level Left for Dead right from the beginning. It would not have been the same game. Right, right. You know what I mean? But, on hard, that game was great. On expert, it was like a different game. But I would and, say, but I would say, with that game though, they still had elements of fluctuation, of difficulty within those levels. Still. Well, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you still yeah. had, you still had hard mode that was still even if you could beat Parts hard that mode, were you still had to, to you, had, you still had to pay attention and, and get lucky yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so that's. I don't think you should be able to dumb it down. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, yeah. let's not just mm -hmm. turn it down to where all. Unless it, you're doing it for that reason, like right. for the we're going to watch this story and you recognize that that's what it's for. Yeah, but I think you could pull away from – or maybe maybe even game creators could like put a put some kind of little asterisk on this is the way the game was meant to play. Right. Like, this whether is it's our normal or game. hard. Or, I have yeah. seen games. I have seen games that said that. that, yeah. that oh, really? When you're selecting the mode, it says in the description this is what the game was Should intended play to be played okay. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, how so, it should be. Um, but I like the case yeah. of saying, you know, creatively it affects, it can affect mm -hmm. the way they create mm -hmm. the game. So it yeah. would be better to not have that if it's going to affect that, so to speak. Oh, for sure. Especially if it's going to downgrade it, yeah. Right, right. I think we're going to see a little uh, up in the, uh, you know, a fluctuation of some easy, easy story modes right now. Mm -hmm. Because we're kind of entering into this graphics boom. Yeah, so everybody wants yeah. to do the the high graphics, especially usually high at the graphics, beginning. I'm gonna make a story that looks like a movie, so yeah. we want people to enjoy it. If they don't want to go hard and just watch mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. they're gonna watch it. So I think yeah. we're gonna see a little bump in that, but I don't know if it's gonna stay. And it seems like um, that kind of right. stuff like hits big said. too, usually on that next generation console or that next yeah. generation right. of graphics. Like they'll put out some easier stuff. And yeah, because when when uh, PS4 came out, you had a lot of. Um, Oh, I can't think of any names of them right now. Uh, Life is Strange, those kind of games where it's mm -hmm. just basically mm -hmm. a story, and you walk yeah. through it and you make decisions. Yeah, you're really just you being impressed action. by how things look. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. so uh, it, it, I think you're right. It comes with a wave of new consoles and new technology. Uh, mm -hmm. Almost yep. to test it out and see what people think. But yeah. anyways, I got two more just real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll blaze through them so we can go on. Um, okay. The new Resident Evil game, Project uh, Resistance, gets first trailer. Did you guys know there was they were coming no, out with a new Resident Evil game? Yes, I, I knew, knew there was another I game. Was, I have not seen the trailer. Yeah, I knew there was. I had seen rumors and things that they were speculating. And they said it was going game. back to its roots and yeah, going to go, play off go of Resident Evil 2. It's it's good. And it's going to possibly good. be multiplayer, right? Isn't that the rumor? Well, Did let they me tell you that? here. Okay. Capcom uh, so. has officially revealed a new Resident Evil game called Project Resistance. Its uh, uh, existence has been known for some time now, with leaks indicating that it would be a multiplayer experience of some sort. Okay. The official trailer released as part of the Tokyo Game Show confirms this to be true. Uh, Four awesome. characters mm. are shown fighting their way through an office building-like setting, uh, using guns and melee weapons to take out zombies and work their way through a series of sticky situations. Okay, I don't want to hear anything else about it. It's too excited. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I, this, the, the people on the podcast can't see on the audio podcast. Uh -huh. I got a big smile on my face. I can't help. That's probably, but we're not talking about to like next year, right, on this thing? Oh, yeah. It would have to be next year. The I wouldn't be in real thing. shutting you down. I'm not hearing anything else about it. So go ahead. But I really don't want to. Um, okay. So <laughs> they're shown walking through, killing zombies. Interestingly, and I before I read this article, I just watched the video. Mm -hmm. And I thought this same way. It was kind of weird. Interestingly, another figure is shown to be orchestrating everything from the comfort of what looks like to be an umbrella lab. The shadowy organization, no doubt, has a big part to play in this event, as is usually the case with Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. um, alongside the classic shambling undead project, Resistance will be pulling from the Resident Evil franchise more iconic enemies. The trailer ends with the tyrant appearing and the mysterious figure pulling strings behind the scenes, uh, assuming control, hinting that a player will be able to take control of enemies in the game. All this gives mm. a, 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 a definite Left 4 Dead feeling. Oh, man. So, oh, yeah. man. That sounds so good. <laughs> that does. That sounds so good. Please don't mess so, it up, yeah. Resident Evil. Please, Capcom. This whole time, right. though, what I, was, what I thought was weird is it was showing... Uh, it was showing that he was like running this, like showing the person in the in the office. He was pushing these buttons and using these sliders on this board, and then the zombies would come up, mm. and then this would come. And it was like, yeah, almost like, like a lab was, test. He he was controlling them, mm. like yeah, like then, rats in know, a cage. He pulled up something on his computer, and it was a liquor, and he pushed the button, and the liquor jumps out. So not uh, only is he like opening the doors, like he looks like he's controlling these things. Like okay. there's something mm. in their head or something. Okay. And then at the end, I don't know if you guys remember Tyrant, uh, the or the um, not Tyrant, uh, the uh, it shows the big guy from Resident Evil Two. What, what was his name? Um, the big guy. Don't that do that. Don't do that. You. I just I just saw him too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Thomas the, the Train. It's all that's coming to my mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mr. X. Anyways, Mr. X. Yeah, 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 yeah. It shows yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> okay. It shows the guy. It shows the guy in the office at the very end put on these gloves that like technic, like technology gloves, and okay. he turns them on. They turn red, and then it shows Mr. X step in front of the group of four, and his uh, eyes turn red. Okay. Oh, really? Like he's controlling them. Yeah. So. So they're going. This, so they're kind of like this is roots, but we're gonna go after. Dead by Daylight and uh, all the other survival games. Yeah. 
Oh, I love it. That's good. Yeah. So, I'm excited about this. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, go out and check out that. Uh, um, they need to do it right this time because they tried Project that one. Uh, oh, I forget that was it. Project something, something or other. Some Scarlet or Project. I don't remember the name of it, but there was there was one that Capcom made that was a multiplayer Resident Evil style PvP type game, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't scary at all. So if they play off the horror oh, aspect, I don't of remember this, that one. I know they made uh, what was it? RE Five was a co op two player yeah. through the campaign, right. yeah, and it was, was very. It was very. Uh, it played off the puzzles and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. from Resident Evil, but it this, wasn't dark. This was like its own. It was the one with all the black people, and everybody got mad because only you know you were only killing a bunch of black people. That's like obviously yeah, the game there, was, was it Nigeria or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. like that. Mm, yeah, that's remember. not the one you're talking about. No, no, this was one after that. It was actually. I don't think Resident that one was 6. multiplayer, was it? The one in Nigeria wasn't multiplayer. Yeah, it was two player. Well, you, it was the first one to ever have two. Yeah, co-op. Okay, co-op campaign. Alright, so, anywho, last but not least, this is a really short one again, but this is the one that, you know, I said this one will be having you look over your shoulder. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, P.T., have you guys heard of P.T., the game that came out? Mm-hmm. Um, that it was, was one that all on. the streamers used to play back in the day? Yeah, it came out in a demo, and it was supposed to be the next Silent Hill game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? It came to a screeching halt, because... I don't know what something happened to where the developers broke up or something. I forgot. Um, Some kind of legal thing. Uh, yeah, it was Kima. Uh, it was uh, the one that worked on Death Stranding. Hido Kima uh, Kojima. He left um, the okay. company who was making it or something like that. Anyways, so they, so they dropped just rena- it. So they just renamed it PT just to get it going. No, that, that's what he called it. That's what they developed it as PT. It was oh, what okay. it was called, but it was a Silent Hill game. Well, they just dropped it. It's not going to be made anymore. But mm. what what people are doing is they're going back and they're finding things in this game now. And it's been out for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these people who are going in and, and being able to... Uh, in the demo, the, you mean? Yeah, the camera angles and stuff like that are finding some creepy stuff in this game. Okay. So really? it came out uh, in 2015. And they're still finding stuff in it. Mm. Um and so it says, uh, PT, fi- uh, PT still finds new ways to scare us after years of being uh, uh, delisted. And so PT achieved legendary status in 2015 after Konami canceled Silent Hills. Uh, it, was, it was like a Silent Hill experimental demo, basically. Okay. Hmm. From the PlayStation Store, uh, it was on there, and then they just deleted it. Okay. It was already um, incredibly popular, as um, evidenced by over a million downloads, and is widely regarded as one of the best horror games ever made. Throw in the involvement of Hito Kojima. Um, oh, you're going to forgive me, this guy's name. Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus. And, mm-hmm. in fact, is still uh, unavailable to download. And the incredible notion that people are still finding secrets within it is is easy to understand. So it, I, I guess you could kind of say, well, they're still finding stuff because it's not downloadable anymore. So there's not a big, huge, wide variety of people. But there was millions of downloads right. in it. Yeah, yeah. So um, after all these years... It's funny because I've wondered why is there not been another Silent Hill. Silent right. Hill they was were, freaking so good. Yeah, they were working on it. 
But basically, if you don't know what PT is, I've watched videos on it. You're going, um, again, this was another game that Norman Reedus was supposed to star in. He was supposed okay. to be the main guy. And in this demo, you're walking through a house. Um, and it's a very long corridor hallway. You wake up, you go through the door, you go through the hallway through this house, and you open the door. And when you open the door at the end of the hallway, it's the same hallway you're just in. Mm. So it's this loop. You keep going through it, and the game changes as you go through it every time. So Different like things start to happen. You're stuck huh. in this. And it's kind of an loop. amnesia type situation too, right? If I remember yeah, correctly. different things happen, creepy stuff. So there's always been sounds and shadows throughout the demo that you hear of this lady who is at the end of the game that terrifies you, makes you mm -hmm. poop your pants almost. She mm -hmm. pops up in your face. Nice. Uh, this old creepy lady um, that obviously looks like a ghost, dead. But, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, there's these things throughout the game. Well, they, they've revealed this guy got in here and made changes to the cameras. And after all these years, it's uh, also still finding ways to terrify us. Um, this guy made it to where the camera can come off your player and found out that the ghost lady from this game follows you through the whole game. You mm. didn't know it. Like, okay. you, you like would, what's the you purpose would, of it? You would hear it, you would hear her, right. and you'd see shadows, weird shadows on the wall and stuff, but when you turned around, she wasn't there. Okay. Well, it's because she always follows right behind the camera. There was no, uh, never, never a purpose. The time where like somebody it. was going to see her. Yeah, there's yeah, never there's a time. Yeah, there's not a, okay. You can't see her in the mirror or anything like that, but you'd be walking down the hall, and all of a sudden you'd hear her behind you, like a voice or something. So they literally made or her like a ghost in the game. Or a shadow, literally. yeah. Or a shadow on the wall. You'd see her head moving almost through the shadow on the wall. Yeah. Well, then you turn around and she wouldn't be there. Yeah. Well, he he hacked in and <laughs> made it to where um, he could see behind. And when he started moving forward, he realized that she was behind him the whole time. Oh, no matter creepy. what move, well, No matter what move you make, she just sits there and oh. she's behind you. Um, so... <laughs> It says, uh, this hacker has now uh, um, gleaned some horrifying new information about what was lurking just outside the view by hacking and managing to unlock the camera. McDonald was able to move the player character forward while keeping cameras still, revealing that the evil ghost Lisa is creeping behind you at nearly all times. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> no, he, he came out and said that... I. I he was confident in releasing this video and, and showing this because he's also found many more things in PT that he's he's wanting to release later on, and this is just a snippet of it. So, okay, so he's building content for himself here. He's like, yes, I'm not just yes. going to give him everything. I'm going to make it like a, okay, he's smart. So like if you want a little, you know, we're getting closer to the fall, closer to October, if you want a little freaky scared go go check out that you, video you know what i vote for but i know ryan's gonna be busy and probably out of town working but i would love to do some uh scary game streams in october we should mm -hmm. do it. get some different collections of uh, we should scary do it. games and uh maybe even beat resident evil 2 let's just plan <laughs> on it i would love to i like being scared yeah we gotta we gotta beat resident evil 2 before we move on mm-hmm so that's it for news today, guys. It went a little longer. I hope I didn't bore you. Ooh, no, that was good. Um, I guess I like this it. is just the this is the <laughs> this is the pre-Halloween episode because I'm going to be talking on some some spooky stuff a little bit too. Hey. Okay. Well, I think with the spirit of that, let's just let you uh, do your thing here.
In a world of Easter eggs and cheats, it's time for what they don't want you to know. Well, uh, we had talked a while back about Blair Witch, okay? Mm -hmm. And gave you guys a little bit of a review on how the game's going to go, what it's going to be about. And we thought it was going to be a while before it came out. It had, like, no release date set. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was out. Yeah. Kind of a weird way of releasing, but that's how they did it. Um, it's actually free for Game Pass. Another one that's free for Game Pass right now um, is Blair Witch. And... If you're a scary game person, I think it's for you from what I've seen. If you're not a scary game person, it's probably not for you. It doesn't yeah. have the highest ratings, but people who love scary games are definitely pumped about it. Even people from the younger generation who have no clue what in the world the worst movie ever called Blair Witch is. Yeah. Uh, now, I say that, but some people just love the movie Blair Witch. I yeah. love scary movies, and Blair Witch was scary. That's not what I'm saying. Blair Witch had no answers. Blair Witch had no resolution or no... It, they pushed so hard to have it be like a real video filmed by real people. And that, you know, they swept right. the nation with that idea. Because there were people who really believed, no, it's not a movie. Mm -hmm. That was something that was really filmed in the woods and people believed it. And it was like, now, you guys are... Now, did you watch it out of release? Because by the time it came in on tape, you knew it was fake. No, yeah, I watched it in release. Okay. Yeah, okay. out on release, yeah. I just... Because I did... It's one I of did... those things... I did too, and I kind of wonder, like, but I didn't know yet because I didn't see it on the news, so it still scared me because I thought it was real. So they got you me. thought it was real in the theaters. Yes. Oh yeah, so you thought it was like a documentary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they did. That's what I'm saying. They did a great job. So presenting it was, it, that it, was way. it was scary because I thought it was real. Once I realized, but it was scary even even if you know it was fake. It just got more annoying then, because yeah. once you knew it was a story. There's no answers. Like, we never really get any, Yeah. you know what I mean, resolution. Just some guy um, peeing in a corner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, spoiler but, alert. But the game is not the movie. Yeah. It's obviously been years. They're going off of that same vibe, same feel. Okay. Um, and, obviously, they're taking the name because people from our generation back then are, you know, big gaming community guys now. Mm -hmm. And so they're targeting us. Good job, yep. guys. You're yep. doing it again. Suck the um, so I've got some tips for the game. The game right. is out. People are playing it. People are loving it. They said it's scary. And uh, buckle up. So tips. Some simple ones for you guys. And this is interesting because more games are going this way. Hunter brought it up in the game he was talking about with the zombies. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that? Dying uh, Light. Dying Light. I forget the name of that one. Uh, every action you take matters in this game. Meaning, during the game, your actions constantly are evaluated. Meaning, uh, you have a grade that is affected by how you treat your dog, mm -hmm. how you talk to your wife, uh, how you use your radio and when you use the radio, whenever you destroy uh, the stick figures or not that are laying around and hanging around in the, in the woods and in the house. Okay. These things will actually completely change the ending of the game for you. Ooh, so, I like it. There's, like, there's completely different. Yeah. I like alternate endings. <laughs> I, like, I like that too. I'm big yeah. on that. And so just so you guys know, if you're new to the game, it matters, which means if you beat the game, it's one of those you can play through again. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that too. It gives you more value to the game. Mm -hmm. uh, next awesome. tip. 
explore the area regularly. If you guys have watched any previews, you know that uh, I said B-I-N-G-O because I'm talking about your dog. Okay, mm -hmm. Bingo is your dog. It's not really his name. It's just the name <laughs> I gave him for the show. I was about to say, uh, is his name really Bingo? No, that would be horrible. Bad production if they did that. Um, but he is essential. You can tell by the little bit of previews that were out ahead of time, he's essential. Uh, he searches the area. He lets you know when things are not vibing quite right. You know how dogs mm -hmm. do in real life and they, mm -hmm. they kind of sense things. That's the same thing that's going on uh, in here. And uh, so basically your dog finds things you're never going to find. Okay. And so you can't you can't over-search the area. And so it says here the dog's going to find, uh, let's see here, uh, things like tapes, um, which are super valuable to the game. They're not only important for the story, but they're important for other things that we'll get to here in a minute. And so there's these tapes that help you know what's going on about this boy who is the main character who has gone missing in this game. Okay. And if you don't search everywhere you go, you're going to miss out on stuff. So don't be afraid to over-search. Your dog's going to hey, search. Have you guys, have you guys, has your dogs ever freaked you out before? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. You woke up like, in the middle uh, of the night and your dog's just staring out in the living room? Yeah. 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 That freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's looking at some, he's looking at some fourth dimension creatures or something. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Like, hey, uh, it's like when, lay down, bro. When we had my mom's, we had my mom's picture out. on the ground when we lived in the apartment down. in Oklahoma City. Our dog, Tama, she always go by and look at that picture. My mom, so people know on the podcast, my mom passed away back in 2010. Mm -hmm. And so this picture sitting, you know, like decoration kind of down on the floor area. And that dog would just randomly look at that picture and growl like she saw something there. And I'd be like, get out of here. She'd growl at get, it. That yeah, is weird. It was like, get out of here. <laughs> Super <laughs> creepy. And it's usually like when I'm watching like something scary too. So, you know, it just helps. With yep. So you're already there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's already amped up. Yeah. Yep. So uh, my do my dogs don't ever do it here, but man, back when I lived with my parents, I'd wake up and they'd be staring like Sam, our lab, would be staring at the closet. Yeah. Like Sam, lay down. Don't even do this yeah. right now. Yeah. And then I'm one not night looking in the closet. I'm a grown I man thought, and I'm not gonna go look in that closet. Right, I'm not gonna get up. And then mm -hmm. one night I thought it'd be a good idea to sleep with my curtains wide open because we have these big wall like windows, like they're mm -hmm. huge mm -hmm. at my parents' house. And so I left it open because it was nice out and. It, the stars and everything, and I left it open, and then I woke up, and she's staring right back behind me because my head laid, and then the window's behind me. Yeah. And she's staring uh, right at the window, and I was like, Sam. And as soon as I said Sam, she starts. Like, <laughs> I'm not even. I was petrified. I was like, I'm not looking. I reached up there and I grabbed the curtain with my hand. <laughs> my hand just closed. Yeah. It. Like a little kid, you know. If they can't see me, I can't see them. We're good. Yeah. Hey, speaking yeah. speaking of That's little fun. kid, the worst is whenever your kid scares you, and it's nighttime, and they're in that weird like I'm half asleep, half awake, so I'm not crying or anything yet, yeah. and they're just standing on your side of the bed looking at you, waiting on you to stop. Pick them up. I'm not. And you're ready like, for oh, that. oh. <laughs> like I'm about punching. Not, you. Like oh. I'm not ready for that, dude. <laughs> then you realize, oh, that's my kid, not you know, something. That's uh, to yeah, I'm not ready for that. That's funny. It happens, bro. Not all the time, but every once in a while they get you. I might hit Ritz. I might pun him. Dude. Okay, next one on here is don't worry if you get lost. You are in the woods. Uh, it's basically saying this game is built in such a way that it makes it resemble uh, the movie. Therefore, the forest is filled with uh, all sorts of passages that often lead to the exit point. Uh, don't you don't have a map at all, 
and the surrounding mm-hmm. darkness does not make it easier. This game kind of operates a little bit like uh, Alan Wake, not in the way that your light is power, but that most of the time you're almost in complete darkness. Mm-hmm. And so okay. you see with your light, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of times you you can't tell where the freak you're at. So it says don't don't worry if you've gone in circles. The game was made for you to do that. You're going to mm-hmm. go in circles. You're going to get lost in the woods as part of the it's game. It's made to disorient don't, you. Yeah, don't get mad that there's no map or whatever. It's just it's you're gonna be fine. Part of the experience. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm sure when you're already scared, then it yeah. just makes it worse. It forces yeah. you mm-hmm. to go out. That's what I hey, like about we, it. We were we were in the woods, uh, and we had some buddies out that had showed up and then cut back through the woods. That and I and I I go out fishing all the time in Cleveland in this spot where it's in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. you have to cross through some woods to get to the river. Mm-hmm. So from where your truck is to where the stuff is. I'm never really going through there in the dark most of the time, but I've done it so I directionally I know which direction the truck is, if that yeah. makes sense. Uh, even if I lose the trail, I'm going to find my way to the opening, the clearing where the truck is, and then go right or left and find the truck. Yeah. Anyways, this day, these other guys that were new to the woods got out ahead of me. No one make a long story. But because they were out ahead of me, my natural instincts kind of followed them a little bit because I didn't know they were lost. Right? Uh, okay. So then by the time we realized they were lost... I lost my bearings of where I was you supposed figure to. Figure out which way you were supposed to go. Yep. Oh, mind? it got serious. I mean, oh. it was dark, super late, and those woods are like some horror movie woods. Yeah. Giant trees, like four people couldn't reach around, vines <laughs> hanging everywhere. Some animals out and there every- that could probably get. Oh you yeah, if you they can tell it kind of got tense. Everybody kind of got worked up. I say everybody just needs to calm down. I know these woods. I just need to go back. Once I go back and I know where I'm at, that I'm good. Yeah. So just freaking stay still. Don't go walking around. There was already like two groups splitting off in different directions. So mm-hmm. I did. Oh, I had to find works. my way back to the water, which I could do. Once I knew where the water was, I knew where my truck was. And we were okay. But that was probably the only time I've ever mm-hmm. kind of got like that in the woods. And it was, yeah. it was scary. If mm-hmm. I was by myself, whoa, whole nother story. Oh, yeah. Then you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of or nothing. Mm-hmm. You just type up. Okay, next. <laughs> yeah, it kind of helps you a group of people to be like, hey, guys, calm down. Yeah, yeah I had to be down. that guy. I had to yeah. be. That's what if I'm you saying. didn't, yeah, it was yeah, going to be like, chaos. Hey, guys, you're good. Yeah. If you were and alone, so, you'd yeah, be like, ah. well, if I was alone, I'd be like thinking about it myself. Yeah. I need yeah. somebody to calm me down. That's yeah. the worst when you have to be that guy and you don't want to be that guy. Inside. Right. But I think, it, but I think it can help you though, at the same time. Now, yeah, look. Here's the thing. I'm usually the worst guy in that situation. Usually, <laughs> I'm just acting like I don't know where I'm going, and then in that case, I'm going to make it worse, and I just scare everybody, and yeah. we're just completely mm-hmm. lost. And I would have had the blast, but in reality, I was lost. So it was all I could do is kind of like keep things under control. <laughs> Sketchy. Anyways, uh, next one on here, guys. Don't forget the videotapes. I mentioned them earlier. These videotapes are not just for the story. The okay. videotapes that you find, uh, that your dog finds uh, about the story, they do tell you about the story, but they also allow you to manipulate reality, meaning uh, what you learn from the stories can actually change the outcome of what's actually happening. Kind of like, your perception is reality a little bit in this game. You know what I mean? And so it'll allow you to change the scenario Mm -hmm. a little bit. Don't really understand that completely because I haven't played. That sounds good, though. I like something like that. Uh, Next, instead of the flashlight, which you should be using as much as you can, uh, once you get your camera, you need to realize that your camera has night vision on it, and it's better than the flashlight. So look through your camera. It gives you a wider angle. And you're going to find things that you would never find with just your flashlight. 
It's going to illuminate different things. It's going to show you different areas a little bit. Yeah, but then and you so know they're going to you... jack your world up. Some creature's going to pop up in night vision. Yeah, yeah. Than... That's, that's true. They're going to set you does. up, son. <laughs> Use your camera, guys. Uh, last but not least, during combat, uh, your dog is like your best friend. And you can tell your dog to stay with you in this game. You can tell him basically remain by your side. Mm-hmm. And you want to do that anytime you're in combat. You don't want him to get lost or disappear in the middle of something that's important. And because that will add to your panic for one, but then you won't have him there to help you. Mm-hmm. And so you want to tell him to stay by your side anytime you think it's about to get interesting or dicey. So sounds like a good game. I mean, yeah. it sounds interesting enough to try, especially if you guys are out there and you've got game pass. It's yeah. free. Mm-hmm. Jump you on there and play. Yeah. Nice. Game pass, man. Sounds like yeah. a way to go. Yeah, it does. And now with it being for PC and everything, and it's kind of crossing over to that Game Pass, what do they call it? Game Pass Ultimate or something like that. Right. That's the. Uh, that's probably the way things are going to go. It's obviously, you know, they're competing with old Stadia, who we haven't heard much about. Mm-hmm. And we've heard negative things, but yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard much other than that. Yeah. The next Pretty game. Pretty much, if Ryan's a big fan of it, it might plummet. It's going to turd. He's yeah, got this curse yeah. on it. <laughs> It's yeah. gonna float to the top, guys. Well, that's rough because so I'm a big fan of a lot of games coming right now. So I hope I'm not ruining it for all you guys. <laughs> uh, the next game we've already talked about tonight a little bit, Borderlands Three. So me and me and Hunter seem to be kind of on the same same page today. That's right. Uh, we don't need. To yes, play. it's not out yet, but there are some tips, general tips about the game, which are actually good tips for all the Borderlands. Okay. Um, but these are somewhat specific to this game, and. Uh, here they are. Number one, keep an en- enemy handy. I don't know if you guys have, if you've played Borderlands 1 and 2 and pre-sequel, and you haven't learned this yet, then this is really important for you. Mm-hmm. When you're fighting a boss or you have an intense situation going on and you're close to death, don't kill the weak enemy. That's a bad move, right? Because we learned real mm-hmm. quick, when you're down, yeah. you need that guy. And mm-hmm. if you're fighting a boss and you get down and there's no enemies to kill, because you're not going to kill the boss usually, yeah. you're dead. That's it. You lose yep. your money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? you got to come back. And so purposefully keep some enemies alive. Keep mm-hmm. them around. So you can smoke them when you need them. Yeah. Um, uh, note that uh, this guy put on here. Note that errant summon attacks, meaning like um, what do you call it? The turret, right? Or different things like that will mm-hmm. auto attack these guys. So okay. don't use those when you're close to running out of enemies. You know, or else they're going to die even though you don't want them dead. So he just mm-hmm. hit, you know, reminded you of that. Uh, or put that kind of stuff in an area that it's aiming in a direction that at least some guys back behind it are going to still be alive. Something that will help you bring yourself back from near extinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a point to memorize the base damage of your equipment guns or of your equipped guns. I did not do this last time we were playing, and I remember doing it before. You're not going to remember all your elemental damage and what its multiplying is and but if you can at least know its base damage and how good of a gun it is, then it'll make it faster when you come across new guns to know if you should equip that new gun or not. Yeah, of course, you right. can always go into compare mode if you have the time, but sometimes you find new guns in the middle of intense battles, and you accidentally swap, and you realize the gun you're using now sucks. Mm-hmm. And it just looked good, but you didn't really remember what you were wielding. And so keep a, keep a, a mental list of what kind of power your gun is packing mm-hmm. that you're using right now. That's my anxiety uh, with those games. Yeah. <laughs> Am I using no, the right I ammo? Do gun. I got the right gun? Do I got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
In fact, that's why uh, the I, bender. I, I, I was playing you, with you guys. And the bad part that's is, you, and the bad part is, you don't find out till you're like already in battle, and you're like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I, I should have kept that other gun for this guy. Sometimes like, area by dying, area. Hunter? Right, with borderline, sometimes it's area by area because you're yeah. like, sweet, I got this new elemental weapon, and then you go in, and it's like not the right element mm -hmm. for those people you're fighting it's like, now. What the, what and the? so, no. Yep. Uh, this is a good tip, and I don't know that I thought about this before or even realized it. So, or if it was this way in the old ones or not, the vendor it probably was the vendor in Sanctuary Three uh, always supplies you with on level items. So, no matter what level Hunter's at or Clint's at or I'm at, uh, the the stuff that's for sale will match our level. Okay. okay? Um, meaning, if we go into an area, which happens all the time, right? We're level 10. We battle out level 12 areas all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. If you go to the hubs in those areas, they're going to have level 12 weapons that you can't even buy or wield. Mm. So if you're getting into an area and you realize your weapons are not upgraded enough to handle them, don't try to find a weapon cache there. Go back and restock. Buy your new weapons at the home base at Sanctuary. And that way you'll have weapons that are maxed out for your level. Okay. And then go in and do some beasting. Yeah. Good tip. I like that tip. That's good. Uh, hold on to any shield-busting guns. This is this is a have-to if you guys have ever played Borderlands. The shield guns, so many of the enemies early on in the game are not uh, protected by any kind of elemental type stuff. They just have armor, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you have shield-busting guns, which I think is the corrosive is the one that does that, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. um, that's the one you want. You want that gun, and you want to keep those, even if they're not the best, because against guys who have little armor, you, and you know what I'm talking about. they got the little bar mm -hmm. that's, that's shield, and then they have them, uh, their health underneath it. It just shreds through those guys to where yeah. if you're using a regular gun, it takes forever to get that armor down a lot of times, and then that mm -hmm. armor can reboost on a lot of them, just yeah. like it does for you. It recharges because they've got a shield. Um and so, keep those shield-busting guns on hand, at least in your non-equipped inventory. Keep a couple. Okay. Uh, grab every quest. I'm big on that. Not on yeah. every game. Some games, I hate having every quest in my list. But this game, there's no negative to having them. It's real easy to just pick a different mission, pick your mainline mm -hmm. mission, drop this mission. Go for it. Um, yeah, and then another big thing that, that we learned is, is uh, don't forget to set waypoints, right? When you don't set waypoints in this game it's kind of gets kind of dicey because there may be like a it looks like on the map like you can get through but then there's like a certain bridge right there so you had to go around to the left and then come down mm -hmm. and then cross that bridge mm -hmm. and if you don't have waypoints set so you kind of know that's where we need to go not at your actual end goal just in the direction that you know on the map is the right direction and then yeah. move your waypoint to, work your to way a new spot yep. Yep. Yeah. yep and so that helps a big time uh, if you guys think of something that off of just our own list of things too, I think I, I don't hear Hunter. He's gone. I don't know if he's been trying to talk this whole time. I didn't see him talking. Maybe he muted his mic. No, he's trying to figure it out. I didn't see him mute it. Yep, he I must have. I yeah, it. I never saw you do that. <laughs> But I didn't try to talk while you were talking. I was just going to say, okay. that, drives, that drives me nuts when I got my um, my quest cluttered like that. I mm -hmm. feel like I want yeah. one quest in there at a time. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have to adjust to that. Yeah. Well, on this on that game, though, it keeps your, if I remember right, on Borderlands, it keeps your quest kind of in separate categories. And so it's not quite such a 400 things just listed in a list of quests. 
mm-hmm. unless I'm remembering wrong, you've got your. Um, uh, well, you can pick like, which one you want to track, basically. Your tracker. Well, yeah, yeah, but even when you're looking at the list, aren't they aren't they separate? In that list, it's not just a list of like like you can tell which ones are your main missions and what level they are, and it seems like it's pretty easy, pretty well organized, if I remember right. On I, thought it, I thought it was all together, but I don't remember. Maybe, well. But I like play I a lot. But I play. I played so many games with Quest in them, though. It's hard for me yeah. to pull out. I, the reason why I hate not picking up the Quest is because a lot of times when you're on one Quest, there's two other Quests there in that area. Yeah. yeah. And if you didn't and, pick them up, then you're just you losing XP and you're out. losing. Yeah. Losing yep. time too. Yeah. That's yep. even when I was playing WoW with uh, Clinton a little bit. They, you know, you could collect two or three at some one time, and I was like, one at a time, guys. Yeah. One at a time. <laughs> it was already bothered <laughs> you. <laughs> and it's not because I can't double. You know. Like yeah, I, is I could do two things at once, but it's just like. So you're a little bit I like OCD. That list then. to be you're, clean. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you get a little bit of that OCD just to the. You need some order there. I can understand. Yeah. That. Uh, one thing that is tricky on Borderlands, though, that I do remember, guys, talking about quests is, if I remember when you pick up a new quest, it it makes that your quest. Okay. Um, at least on number one, I think it was that way because I remember. We're going to the waypoint. We're like, this doesn't seem right. And then you look down, actually check your mission, and it's like, wait a minute, this is the freaking mission we were going on. Mm. When did we get this I, mission? I don't remember. And then you doing change that. it, and it's all the way across the map. I don't remember it doing that when we did Borderlands two together. I don't remember it on two either. That's why I said I think so. it might have just been one, mm-hmm. or maybe that's just some other games from my past that you just. That I remember really in. bugging me when it happened. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I just remember it happened. Uh, okay, sometimes you'll get in-game mail. I didn't know this. I don't think the old ones did this. Um, this is kind of weird, so pay attention. To access it, you need you need to go to the start menu, not the touchpad back button. You know that you use to go to your uh, your little kiosk or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call that, right? Mm-hmm. Your hub, not that the actual start button. Uh, and then in there, you'll go to social options, and in the social area, which even though this isn't really social because it's an NPC piece of mail, mm-hmm. oh, okay. right? That's where it'll be. That's and in weird. there, there will be like special missions and things like that. Okay. That they'll send you. And so I think that's kind of interesting. Kind of make it yeah. like it's a real person. Yeah. Um, it's a little weird but, where they placed it, but. Yeah, but I could see people not ever know that or yeah, understand how to get there. Out, so. Like be halfway mm-hmm. in and be like, dang. Right. Probably like you get like some super secret, the best gun you could ever get in the game. And you only get it if you open that piece of mail and get that mission. That right. would suck. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh. Okay, if you're stuck on a mission with a specific story-related vehicle, this is different for number three, too, because I don't think there are any story-related vehicles in the other ones. It's just you learn, you get these other ones that you can spawn and the upgrade as you go on through the game. Um, basically, you want to press, let's see, Y or triangle when at the vehicle spawn area, which is not the normal button to spawn a new vehicle. It's specifically for that story-related vehicle. A lot of people, uh, he said he foresees going to that area, spawning a vehicle, and it gives them the regular vehicle, and they think, wow, it's just glitched out. I can't even get the story mode vehicle. Mm. But it's because it's actually it's its own button. You spawn it uh, a whole separate way than you do spawn your normal one. So okay. it'll be Y or triangle depending on what console, and then for PC, PC I don't know. Button. I don't. It doesn't say. Yep. But it'll be yeah. some button specific to bring you up that uh, story mode vehicle. Now I'm interested to see what are these uh, story mode vehicles. I know. What are we talking about here? Some big cool. tank, you know? What, I don't know. Yeah. Give me a motorcycle. Um, that'd be cool. Could be a motorcycle. That'd be cool for sure, especially one that's got like some 
freaking rockets on it, something yeah, like that. That fits in that vibe of the world, you know. Heck yeah, for sure. Uh, that's all I got, guys. That's Borderlands Three. Sweet. Of course, there's more and a bunch of in-depth tips, but the game's not out yet. So this is probably you know from someone who's got a little taste of it ahead of time, uh, did some review and can only let out what he can, like we were talking about earlier. Right, right, right. Uh, I feel a little bit smarter and a little more prepared when I do get Borderlands Three. It won't be right when it comes out, but mm. uh, I'll have to keep that in mind. Order, order in the court. What's your plea? I'm sorry. I can't This is the final verdict. What was that laughing about? Yeah. <laughs> I was like prepping myself to go, all right, take it away, Clint. But I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to listen real close for like where it ends on your end because guys who are listening clint is always giving us like the thumbs up we don't hear the transition that you guys get to hear on the live sh- on the uh, live show or on the podcast mm-hmm. so clint's like our signal hunter missed his earlier and then <laughs> i miss mine often so i'm looking down at clint and i'm trying to list i can just barely hear the feedback through his speakers sometimes mm-hmm. and so i was going to try to time it and then i saw him look over at his mic like like it was the time but he didn't say anything and i almost panicked and said it but i didn't know if it was still going <laughs> and so then it just got weird yeah oh that's good hey yeah. at least you're on your toes ready to pounce hey yeah. i will have you know that our viewers dropped from four to two when you said wow <laughs> <laughs> uh at one point we we're at nine so i don't know something wow happened there. wow just saying literally hey wow. i'm ready to get geeky and cheeky with this review of let's World do it of Warcraft. let's do it get your classic boor, get your beer basic boar ribs out get your uh you know <laughs> boar basic ribs uh, get your murloc fin soup out and get ready so hey, guys one of our viewers that's my friend wants us to all get together and play some dungeon and dragon sometimes i'd be all down for it i don't know That'd how to cool. play it but I don't i'll, I'll get i'll get way it. into it i'm down We'll get multiple cameras up. Boom. D and D. D and D, baby. Yeah, I'm down for that. It'd be fun with Ryan. I, I always want to do role playing stuff with Ryan because he's the guy that would just go in for it with me. Just mm-hmm. not even care You're about it. lost yep. in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here, here we go, guys. <clears throat> Getting ready. We're talking about World of Warcraft Classic. That's right. World of Warcraft Classic versus. Battle for Azeroth. That's WoW's most recent expansion. I'm going to go through as if you've never played the game before. Either version. I'm going to talk about it from someone that's played since 2009. And kind of what I'm thinking of Classic. uh, Right now I'm level 25. uh, Human Paladin. Having fun on that. It's been... Moving on up. Oh yeah. It's been a blast so far. Um, And so there's definitely some big differences between what classic wow was and what this current iteration of the game is and some of it's mostly good i would say and then there's parts of it that i feel you just see the age of the game and that's just Mm -hmm. that's going to happen um but uh first off want to talk about i kind of broke it into sections of how i'm going to talk about it and uh so how the game works for those of you that don't know uh, you're going to do a lot of um questing you're going to do uh, what they call dungeons or instances. Um, how dungeons and instances work, 
is you go into the game or into the section. It's its own server, and you're going to play. You have to do it with a group. Usually it's a group of five. Um, it's going to mm-hmm. take a team effort to do those those dungeons that have quests in them. Um, and so it's set up like a lot of leveling games you've seen. I mean, WoW really made, the I think, the system more popular with current games you're probably already playing. Um, but we're going to talk about how both work. Um, it is important to note that uh, World of Warcraft Retail, um, the BFA version, they did a um, revamp or um, upgrade of the game, of the old classic content. So when I'm saying classic WoW, I'm talking about that classic con- classic content. They did right. an update of all that stuff on their third expansion, which was the Cataclysm expansion. So they okay. re- they revamped and updated the quest, and they you know changed up the zones a little bit. So okay. that's why Classic WoW was such a big thing as well, because you never could go back and see that stuff or experience that mm. stuff. So it's important to know that. Um, but uh, one of the first things you notice as someone that's played retail and someone that's went back to Classic, uh, in retail WoW, um, the quests are pretty straightforward. Um, within the questing system, it has a quest helper or quest tracker Um that just automatically you accept the quest and then it pulls up where those uh, where that area is that you need to go quest at. You know, go okay. kill go kill ten boars. Okay, well it shows you even the outline of where those boars are at. That exact location. Kind of a user friendly type of a deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a welcome thing back in the day, I think, for people that wanted to save time. Um, another thing to note within a retail WoW is that everything scales to you. Um, so the rewards you get from questing scale to your level. So you never have to worry, is this lower level too low of a level for me? Um, yeah. And so another thing I noticed is difficulty is at a minimum on retail. Wow. Uh, especially through the questing experience. And so this is where the glaring differences between classic and retail start to kind of show their, their, um, rear their ugly head to me, uh, as someone that's played both. Uh, in the beginning of WoW Classic, it starts kind of linear, just like retail, it kind of holds your hand a mm-hmm. little bit, um, mm-hmm. but not much. You know, you, you level, you know, five levels, and then it just kind of sends you off, and you know, you're on your own at that point. Um, the quest, there is no quest helper system, so you have to read the quest text. you got to figure out, where do I go? And so there's, um, I mean, there are add-ons you can do that do do, like, Quest Helper. But if you want the Classic experience, there's none of that in the actual game. Um, the, okay. re- the rewards in Classic, they're going to vary. Um, and they're also going to include gear of, of different types. So another thing with Retail, at one point they made it to where only your class gear shows up on your Quest items. In Retail WoW, you could get, like, a cloth piece and you only wear male armor, right? So it has other classes, armor and stuff on there. Um, so that's kind of a difference. You had to pay more attention in Classic WoW. Um, you also have class-specific content that I'm going to cover later on. Um, and then another thing, you're not going to have any class-specific in retail. You're not going to have any class-specific uh, quests until like level 100, which was a part of the Legion expansion which they put a big emphasis on your class order halls and things like that. Um, So when we go into the dungeon section, 
Um, dungeons in retail are kind of the same as questing. They made it to where dungeons scale to your level. So if you're level 20 and you go in there, everything in there is going to be level 20. Uh, and your buddy, you know, everything's going to be level whatever, 19, whatever okay. whatever the case may be. Um, in cl at Classic, it does not do that. If you go in and there's level 21 characters in there that are elite and you're just a level 18, well, you're going to still have to kill those level 20, 20 elites or whatever, you know. So, so you've just moved to the area too early type of a thing. Right. So you can right. easily get yourself in trouble. Yep, yep. Right. Um, the retail version of WoW has a looking for group um, system, and the classic does not. Now, how looking for group works, uh, you have to, as I said earlier, in dungeons and raids and things, you have to get into large groups and do content together. Well, in WoW's history, whenever they did LFG, it seemed like a really great idea. And to me, this is one of the things that really hurt the current version of retail. Um, they implemented looking for group, and it was great. You click your class. It's kind of like the roll queue system in um, Overwatch. But you click your click your queue. I want to do a tank. I want to do a DPS. And it just queued you into a group. Pairs you with random four other random people for dungeons. The problem with that is nobody talks to each other. And you still have that in current WoW. And so I think it's something that really has, in in retrospect, you look back, it's really kind of hurt the social aspect of the game. And I think that's bad when you have an MMO situation, you know, the game's made Seems to like be even social. back when you were playing WoW, even though it wasn't the classic, when you were first playing, it was, it seemed very much uh, more conversation, more mm -hmm. interactive. You had more people that you were connected to yeah. than it was in later years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, it's the same thing, like, um, you, you notice immediately in Classic WoW, because you have your trade chat or your chat in the left that you read, and there's constantly people looking for groups. There's constantly people talking. Um, and it's just not that way in retail, because you just click a button, you get in, you pair up with your four other guys that you don't care about, you do your thing, you roll mm -hmm. on. Another thing about LFG is it's connected to other servers, so you're not just paired to your server in classic while WoW, you're on one server and that server alone so your reputation on that server actually matters because if hunter v over here is a douchebag and constantly screwing people over in the dungeons well word's Sounds gonna right. word's gonna spread on that server that hunter v is a douchebag and eventually he hurts his reputation on the server right so, so if he's got to go to another server he's restarting its character build and everything right right yeah, so it's so, way different. So there's like an actual accountability, so to speak, to it. Gotcha. Um, whereas in, in current retail, if you're a douche to somebody, well, doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know, because it's right. all kind of interconnected. So those are some things you start noticing, I think, as someone that's played the game for a while. Um, it is important to note that on retail WoW, you um, do five-player dungeons. In classic WoW, they let, most of the dungeons you can do up to ten players. I didn't know that mm. about Classic WoW, so that's something that's kind of mm. cool. Um, in Retail WoW, you do level 20-man raids. There's also 25-man raids. Um, in Classic WoW, you can do 40-man raids, and that was what it was known for back in the day, 40 people mm. doing one big thing. Um, some other things I noticed, Retail is just easier. Uh, if you pull mobs, or when I say mobs, I'm talking about the NPCs. Uh, if you pull you know, two or three NPCs, on mm -hmm. retail, doesn't matter. You can kill them, burn them down pretty easy. 
uh, the questing experience is pretty um, brain dead, if you ask me. You don't really have to do a lot of thinking to it. I mean, as, okay. a, as, a, as a new player, you're going to have to think about the UI system and how where things are at on that. Um, mm-hmm. But it really holds your hand a lot, and um, it just kind of becomes really repetitive, and you just, you're just grinding your way out to get the 110. Um, in classic... You still had a lot of fun playing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a whole different vibe with classic, it sounds like, so far. Yeah, so classic... With classic, it's it's they don't hold your hand with it. It's, you know, you level and you got to figure out where to go to train and you got to, um, you know, things like that. But uh, in classic, if you pull one mob, you can kill one one mob or one NPC. You you pull two of them, you're going to be lucky if you kill both of those guys. So there's mm-hmm. a sense of you're much more afraid of the world around you in classic. Right. right. Whereas in retail, you're just like, yeah, I'm just killing everything, woo, and you're just kind of running through and. You know, right. it's, it's it's just a different experience. And I found, and this is something I never really thought much about because it just kind of progressed. I never really noticed the shift. I probably in right. my mind thought, hey, I'm just a lot better player. But it it's not. And so uh, Classic WoW is slower. Everything's more methodical. Um, there's a lot more downtime uh, with the game. Um, I feel like retail's a much more faster uh, you're hitting a lot more spells, but uh, you're not really in danger as much when you're questing. Um, you know, it's just, not as risky. Yeah, it's not risky. Um, gotcha. and, I, and I find that's why I'm liking Classic better right now is because there's that sense of hardness and there's that sense of I'm achieving something by progressing through the game um, mm-hmm. that you don't really get when you're, um, when you're leveling through retail. Um, some other stuff with talents and spells. Uh, we're talking about using talents and spells. In, in retail, while you have uh, these tiers that are based off your level, and you get mm-hmm. three talents available to you each each tier, tier, and you can only select one talent out of out of that tier, if that makes sense. Um, right. And so what happens is um, you pick a spec in retail, while so you know if you're playing a for instance, I'm a paladin. If you play protection, that means you're a tank. And so now you only have tank talents, if that makes sense, right. throughout the game. Right. Um, and so these tiers are unlocked at level 15, level 30, level 40, level 60, level 75, okay. level 90, and level 100. Um, in Classic WoW, it's completely different. Um, you load it up. You have a big uh, tree system. It's like a, a talent tree. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I'm sure you guys out there have played games like this where you work your way from the top of the tree down, and as you work right. through, you get more powerful spells. Uh, but also, what they did different in classic is you can put talents in every specialization, every spec. So, even though I'm not oh, really? a protection paladin, I can also do some retribution skills, and I can also go over here to this, uh, the holy spec, which is healing, and maybe do a couple little healing deals there. Um, and gotcha. so you can do different builds there's more creativity um, and that's something that retail wild doesn't they steer you and this is what you got and you know that's kind of how it works a little more modern day way of doing it too yeah that's kind of the way most games are right now yeah things kind of just naturally progressing towards that direction um, right. another thing that I completely forgot when I was playing classic and it kind of bit me in the butt um, when you rank up your spells, your spells actually have ranks to them in classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a you know rank one hammer blow or whatever. Well, you can upgrade that later to rank two. But even though you upgraded it, it doesn't put it on the action bar for you. 
You actually have to go into your okay. spell book, move the, you know, so you can actually use different ranks of your spells. Um, so that was something that really kind of, you know, bit me in the butt. Uh, I had mentioned earlier there's class-specific quests. Something I loved in Classic is that they have this. In retail, not so much. Um, when I hit level 20, or excuse me, level 10, um, as a paladin, they sent me out to the forest, and I had to go to some area and complete this quest and find this dead body and raise it back from the dead, and that was what I actually got was this resurrection spell. So after, okay. I, after I completed that quest... Then I had the ability to raise my part, my party members back. And you got head. that quest because of the character you are. If right. you weren't that character, you wouldn't get that quest. Right. Uh, right. And so mm. they don't do that in retail. They just give you kind of. They just give you everything. And I mm. like how classic does that because it makes it mean more and it makes it me remember that spell more. You know, right. there's there's an importance to it. Um, so I don't know. From a game aspect, I like that. Um, okay. And I probably lean more towards the more hardcore, you know. I can see how both. Like, retail's good in the sense of if I don't have a lot of time, I can still jump in and do what I need to do. Classic, mm -hmm. you're, it's just going to take you longer to do everything. And everything in that game when it was made, you can tell was made for a different time. You know? Right. Um, a lot of running, a lot of downtime. Different kind of different kind of players. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything, yep. Yeah, and classic. Because, well, I mean, in reality, back then... World of Warcraft players, World of Warcraft players were kind of, had fallen into a very specific category. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You've got plenty of time on your hands because that's mm -hmm. the kind of game it was. you got to grind out everything you do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even your early stages of the version you were playing, which was more like classic, was still the same way. A lot mm -hmm. of people looked at it that way. Hey, you know, I'm not even going to get into WoW because I don't have that kind of time and I've got mm -hmm. too much stuff going on. Right. Uh, to where now, in all reality, I bet there's all kinds of people who would never wanted to touch WoW back then who are trying Classic now. And mm -hmm. the only reason they haven't started WoW is because it got more user-friendly, right. and now they're all playing Classic, which was the thing they stayed away from back then. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah. And uh, the, the biggest deal is it forces the... So I feel like the hardness of Classic, where the way they made things hard, forces mm -hmm. interaction between people which I think in that kind of game, you really need it. And Yeah, I'm I'll, big on that. I I'll, hate it when nobody wants to talk and interact on those yeah. kind of games. So I'll give you an example. Um, I'm out questing, and I'm out at this cave, and I'm having a hard time with these uh, NPCs all around. I don't have any friends on playing with me, so I'm just trying mm -hmm. to level by myself. I'm clearly having a hard time, and this doesn't usually happen in retail. In retail, I can clear out what I need to clear out pretty easy and you know, go on about my business. But right. because this is forcing me to work at it and kill one NPC right. at a time as I'm working my way into this cave. Uh, this kind of work meticulously. Yeah. This maid shows up and she's like, she's kind of having the same problem. She's by herself uh, right. having trouble down on stuff. And so she's just like, hey, you want to group up? Yeah. So next thing I know, I'm in a group with this mage that I don't know. But right. the game forces you to uh, ask each other for help. Forces you right. to... Um, work together and then by the end of the by the time i was done with the quest we had like four people in our group because people were like hey this this cave is kicking my butt and so right. everybody <laughs> naturally gets together and and works through it and which uh, was really that's that's from from an outsider looking in that's what i've always thought of wow i thought that's what wow was mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's weird to know now that it changed that so the much? new one is not really yeah 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 
So a lot of the, to me, a lot of the social that you're going to get from retail is going to be if you have friends on already playing it, you'll have mm -hmm. that aspect. But it's also going to depend on the guild that you're in. If your mm -hmm. guild mates um, are social, then the game will be more social. But you're still going to have a lot of those times where um, a lot of it you can just kind of go out and do yourself. Or you can just go gotcha. in and hit a group button and go and just automatically queue into something and go do it. And so, I don't know. There's good and bad to both, but I feel like um, for a social aspect, retail is is worse off right now because of the, the gotcha. ease of access to some things, which, you know, I think logically they probably, when they implemented it, thought it was all great. It was going to be great for the game because that sounds good. But then when you... Well, they it, wanted to reach a different demographic, and they did. Yeah, yeah. And so it might have been the best idea ever because now they get to pull out both. So now we can have well, this demographic and this demographic. That's true. You do have you right. do have both sides of it now. Mm -hmm. um, with gear, it's kind of the same way. In retail, you get plenty of gear. You're not usually hurting for gear. In classic, everything kind of matters as far as you get a lot of trash gear. You're wearing your gray items, and then you finally get that sword that has some strength and stamina on it that you've been wanting. You know, and it means more to you. Right. Like each right. little thing means more. It sounds like mm -hmm. yeah. And then there's cool stuff like they have quests that um, are specific to unlocking a really powerful weapon. So it's something that, you know, it's a hard quest to complete. You might have to run multiple dungeons, but um, by the time you complete that quest, then this weapon lasts you for 12 levels, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So there's incentive to that. Um, as far as level requirements on mounts and things like that, um, Ian Classic. You don't get a riding mount until level 40. And then you get your mm. epic mount at level 60. Uh, a regular mount is 60% run speed. And um, epic mount is 100% run speed compared to your, in comparison. To you character. get, you get your mount way earlier in the, in the new one. In retail, you get a mount at level 20. Okay. And then like you get epic Clinton mount at level like, 40. Clint was like, hey Hunter, come try out World of Warcraft with me. But let's do it on the hardest version. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, because you didn't want to buy the expansions or the BFA uh -oh. expansion. It's like, well, it's 40 bucks. So oh. I didn't want to make you have to buy the expansion to play. That's why. Well, and that's all Clint was interested in playing was Classic. And He's been done with yeah. regular WoW kind of for a while. So he yeah. wanted to check out Classic. Um, and, oh, and in retail, you also get a fly mount at level 60, and then you can upgrade that to be faster. In Classic, you didn't have fly mounts. Um, wow. graphic wise, wow. in yeah, graphics wise and classic, um, they made it to where you can upgrade a lot of the environmental stuff, uh, and, you know, up to the level of retail. Um, retail, oh, really? yeah, retail is obviously uh better graphically, um, but I prefer to play classic, in um, for the most part with things turned down. I don't have it jacked up too much because, you know. It's not a remaster, so I don't see the point in, you know, worrying about it being amazing looking right. when, when it's still, the characters and stuff are still going to be 20, 2004 graphics. So right, right, right. on graphics, I'm give, giving that one to retail. Um, but if you're asking my opinion, I love both. And I have to give both a rating because I said it was kind of a review. Mm -hmm. um, and so Ryan's probably going to smack me over here for this one. But I've got my I got my scores. So for classic WoW, because of what it is and because 
of what it's been doing um, and just overall just my enjoyment of it capturing that that aspect of really it's the social part really capturing mm-hmm. the social thing I'm gonna give it a 8.5 out of 10 for me um, you know obviously I'm not looking at the graphics I don't feel the graphics are right yeah I get it you're talking about gameplay yeah yeah. Um, cla- uh, retail Wow, in its current state, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. That's uh, about what I'd expect you to say. I think that's what I expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason the reason I say that is uh, it's just right now they're in a lull. They did uh, B- Battle for Azeroth hasn't been their most successful expansion. It's kind of had some some issues. Um, but I the good thing about retail is you have that option of there's always a chance that they're going to do better next expansion. Mm-hmm. And so you always have kind of these peaks and valleys with retail. Well, but so these expansions don't come with like, you don't get to get the expansion, but still play classic style. All the expansions right. are only for retail. So mm-hmm. classic is only what used to be. And it's never going to expand. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So you will, you will wear out on it at some point. And then yeah. 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 Kind yeah. of bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I've been so into classic right now. I'm like, yeah, there's not a lot going on retail. I'll play retail whenever it gets, you know, when they turn out more news for it. And I'm sure right. other, you know, retail players will do that. But uh, as a new player, if you haven't experienced both, I would say if your time is limited and you just want to go in and have fun with a theme park style MMO, that, that's what I will mm-hmm. say. Retail is more like a theme park. You're going to go through. Okay. It's going to give you what you need. It's going to take you on a ride. You're going to do. You're going to enjoy stuff. all the interesting things. Right, right. But yeah, it's, it's not a grinder. It's right. not a grinder. Right. Yeah. Now they do at the end of the game have grinding things that you do. You know. Right. But as far as questing through and things like that, it's not not that bad. And you can buy level one ten boosts for retail. You can pay sixty dollars and you get you a free, or you get you a level one one ten. So I mean, there there is that aspect to it. Um, right, and then if you want the hardcore, hey, I want to go back to whenever you know I was single, and you know I lived in Dad's bedroom or Mom, you know <laughs> Mama's basement, whatever, or you know I just worked a, a normal job and when I was off I played nothing but classic, then you know play classic WoW. Uh, I think <laughs> I think both games have flavors for both. Uh, either way, if you're you know new to the game, I think either way you're gonna like both versions it's gonna sound weird um and it is its own flavor its own style it's a you know it's an mmo so if you're into that kind right, of stuff but they're both really big they're both expansive they both have the same kind of gameplay just different routes mm-hmm. and how to achieve it mm-hmm. and so i i could see people liking both depending on what kind of mood they're in or what's right. going on in life at the time yeah 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 and retails made good strides graphically they went in and redid all the spells so your character's look way cooler nowadays, you know, when they're doing moves and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's kind of my uh, my overall impression of, of both of those compared. Um, 8.5, yeah. 7.5. Yep, 8.5. I actually 5, expected 5. higher. I really? expected, yeah, I expected WoW Classic to get like a 9 or a 9.5. Yeah. And I expected the new WoW to get like an 8. That's kind of more what I was expecting. Okay. Well, to me, Classic still has those things that, um, you know, I feel like they did things. And, like, when you look at the design of the Classic WoW, they weren't, mm-hmm. 
they weren't ready to turn out new content, so it was like we got to make this game last right now. Right. And so there was a lot of hey, run from this continent to that continent for this one. Yeah, press. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, stretch it out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but then that's my complaint with retail is it's like you start at one end of the map, work your way all the way through the map. Everything's linear. There's no. Oh, okay. So, so I think there's a you know there's definitely a balance to it, and uh, right. I think you get to see both in both spectrums of how things have how things were and how things have changed. So it's, it is pretty interesting. At the end of the day, so yeah. Well, one yeah, of these days when I it. have time on my hands like you, I will uh, <laughs> check out Classic and see what it's all about. Yeah, it'd be fun. Probably not for you, but it'd be fun for me. No, I always have fun playing with you. When we played WoW a little bit before, I had fun. Not my kind of game. I just right. like playing with my friends. Right, right, right. I mean, it's not my style of game. I think but the, I really think... anything that's co-op is kind of more my style. Yeah, just... right. Yeah. I and think... you have to have a conversation while you're playing. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I yeah think that's it... what I like to do. I think at the end of the day, we like all games with friends, like, for the mm-hmm. most part. Right. Yep. I, can't, I can't hardly play a single-player game by myself anymore. Nope, it's just not my thing. The way games are made nowadays. Sounds like we need to play some golf with friends soon. Oh my so god, <laughs> golf with friends. Okay, golf here's what's funny. Where's my here's what's team. funny. It was on my list for tips and tricks today. It was golf yeah. with friends, and I thought, oh, this would just eat Clint alive. But I really want to do it. And then I just kind of messed with him on the texting. He already fell in face first into a pile of poop, so it worked. <laughs> I was already heated. It's all right. Uh-huh. Yeah, no golf with friends. I hate that game. No, Man, you don't. It's fun. It's you have fun every I'm, time you play it. I'm not good at it. That's why. You should feel bad for saying that. Nobody good at that. Well, I, mean, I take that back. There's a kid yeah. on there that one time we streamed that could. Yeah, you know, he was like, was hitting, like hole hitting trick shots. In our friend circle here, nobody's fantastic right. at it. It's just fun to watch each other fail. That's, yeah. That's a, in all reality, there's probably better games for golfing on the phone that we could play together in our downtime. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? No yeah. way. This is the best one I've seen. Get out of I here. I don't think so. <laughs> I've done my research. Anywho. Golf with Friends is the best game of 2020. Guys. That pretty much sums up the episode, boys. I had a good show. You guys have a good That's show? Right. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really Always good. Always a good time. Stay delirious. Stay dadding. Stay gaming, little snake. <laughs> this has been a delirious dad's production for more information about the show visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com you can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming twitch.tv and youtube make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel you can listen to the podcast on itunes Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.